Good morning. It's Tuesday the 25th of um, July and this is the Cheesecast for the previous week. Um, I, I didn't do a Cheesecast last week because I had laryngitis, which um, really wasn't much fun, except in the way that laryngitis is kind of fun. It, it involves so much charades and semaphore and, and uh, eyebrows, lots of eyebrows to try and sort of explain what you mean. But it was like being um, Buster Keaton for a day. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Um, so I didn't get to talk about um, any of the stuff that I managed to watch last week. But I'll try and catch up now because I've been in the thick of a few really decent series. So you won't hear a lot of different titles. But um, I uh, watched the rest of the first season. I didn't realise it was going to be more than one season. A Handmaid's Tale. And excellent 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 and I finally worked out where I recognized Janine from um, I try not to look things up on IMDB until my I've given my brain a chance it's partly you know to stave off dementia you know keep the brain active and um, the girl who plays Janine was the girl the young lass with the blonde cornrows in um, Orange is the New Black I think that was season one or two she was pretty early on I haven't really caught up with any newer episodes of Orange is the New Black. I haven't even seen the ones with Ruby Rose in it, but I will I will get back to it eventually, but right now it's a bit of a smorgasbord out there and um, I'm busy trying other things. Uh, I um, So yes, Handmaid's Tale got to the end of season one. Um, bravo to Elizabeth Moss and, and Margaret Atwood. And it was interesting to recognise one of the director names um, of the last, maybe, I think it was the episodes eight and nine, maybe, was Floria Sigismondi, who was the music video director in the 90s. She did uh, videos for people like uh, Marilyn Manson. And and um, I thought that was really interesting how that related to the darkness and also the bondage fetishy, um, eyes wide shut stuff, which is coming up in um, another show that I'm watching and loving, which you've heard me talk about before, which is Billions. and. Um, I kind of really want to talk in particular about a character who is my main reason for watching. I love her so much. She's extremely beautiful. I recognised her from, she plays the Jewish department store um, manager who turns up in an early season of Mad Men. But apparently she's in, it's either Sons of Anarchy or something else like that, which I haven't seen. Um, But Maggie Siff, and the character that Maggie Siff plays in um, Billions, she plays Wendy Rhodes, who is a, a very, very high-level uh, performance coach psychologist. She works for the um, private capital fund that um, is owned by the the guy who's the. Well, I swear he's he's cast as the bad guy, but really, it's it's a bit of a who's the hero, who's the anti-hero. You really can't tell. Um, because people are only as good as what they admit to themselves in Billions a bit. So, um, but Maggie Siff's character, Wendy, she is accomplished, she's powerful, she's strong, she's sexy, she's ethical to her own standards. And I just love her. I, I, I was trying to think if I've ever seen a character like Wendy Rhodes in a TV show before and in so many ways she is different from um, Malin Ackerman's character who is Lara Axelrod who's also a really really interesting female character but Wendy Rhodes 
in her professionalism, she's really sort of raised the bar for female characters on primetime TV series. So if, if you haven't caught up with villains, and also if you've got a thing for really, really high-end bondage where you want to see some of it and you're like, oh my lord, the things that these people wear, it's just amazing that the mistress character um, uh, who coaches Maggie Siff, she has just got some smashing outfits. Like you just look at it and you go, what? And, and um, it's funny because uh, there's been a bit of a trend for bondage and fetish wear to sort of creep into the mainstream, you know, through people like Lady Gaga and um, Rita Ora, you know, wearing collars and, and stuff like that to events. And, and it sort of, uh, it's a really interesting show to watch and compare to something like um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which I have really nothing to do with because I, um, I'm not interested in it. But, but there is a fantastic ABC Things You Can't Ask about BDSM that's um, that's out at the moment on iView. I think you can still watch it, and that is really, really fascinating. I mean, those those shows are, are great, great content. And uh, this one, this episode about um, BDSM, which is bondage, discipline, sadism, masochism, the acronym. And I think a lot of this has come up because, like, f- for me, because we've been talking about gender fluidity and um, gender performance and um, the body as a as agency and um, it's it's very difficult to explain without getting into the academic terms which make me so excited because I absolutely love being able to talk about this stuff but I think if you are interested in exploring your sexuality and how it relates to power and structures that are existing in your own life then you could do a lot worse than investigate BDSM as a community even if you're not interested in doing any of it, the philosophy behind it, the terms of consent, the, the adult agreement, the exploration of feelings in a non-judgmental setting, it's, it's extraordinary. And I think it's really progressive and, I, and um, I, I find it to be a really effectively coded mechanism for discussing more complicated issues around sexuality, gender identity, power and pleasure. So there you go. Uh, and that's how it all relates to billions and such. I also took a chance on a film. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I fucking love films. I watched a film instead of watching a TV series. That's what I mean. I, instead of watching an episode, I went, no, you've got a bit more time. Why don't you watch a film? And so I looked at Netflix and I very quickly made the decision um, to watch a film called The Intervention. And... I'm really glad I did because it's just just my sort of film. It's the kind of film I like to have seen, and I enjoy while it's happening. But I also enjoy how much it gives me to think about afterwards. And there were lots of um, people whose uh, talents have, you know, they've they've turned up on my radar in the past. Um, one of them was Clea Duvall, uh, who is actually the director of the film. She is one of those um, actors. I don't know how she feels about her gender stuff she's a she's a very visible um homosexual woman in in the media like in the media that she's made she plays the lesbian sister no the lesbian housemate of heather graham's brother (laughs) this is where it gets complicated in committed which is another really interesting film about gender and um commitment and relationships it's not a 
hugely successful film, but they're actually no, I think it is. It probably just completely missed its audience. It's got a um, fantastic original soundtrack by Calexico. It's got Heather Graham, um, Luke Wilson, Casey Affleck, that incredibly beautiful Mexican actress. It's a Patricia Velasquez. She is in it. Um, it's really great. It's really, it's really, really great. Really interesting. But Clea Duvall and Kim Dickens play this couple, and you'll know Kim Dickens. She is being. She has just had an explosively successful television series career. She was. She's in everything from Deadwood. She's in Sons of Anarchy. She's in um, Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, she's. She's in. Um, What's the house cards? She turns up in season three house cards. She's extraordinary. You'll know her when you see her. But anyway, she and she and Claire Duval played this lesbian couple, and their relationship was extremely interesting. And the power stuff going on between them was really cool. Um, but it's also a great slice of that sort of '90s life. You know, the nihilism of the '90s. But um, so Claire Duval has directed this film, and she also stars in it. The cast. Uh, this is called the Intervention. It's on Netflix. Uh, the cast includes Melanie Linsky, who is another one of my complete favourites. If Melanie Linsky's in it, I will watch it. She's in been in things from everything from Sweet Home Alabama to um, I think she was in Two and a Half Men for years as well. But the reason that I know Melanie Linsky is because she was the New Zealand lead in Heavenly Creatures opposite Kate Winslet, the early Peter Jackson film, which I still think is the best film he ever made. Um, I mean, aside from, you know, Brain Dead, which is freaking awesome. But um, Heavenly Creatures is, is an amazing film. And Melanie Linsky um, was very young when she made it. She's made a successful transition into Hollywood and she continues to choose really um, interesting projects. So she's worth watching. Um, also, Natasha Leon, who we love, uh, you know, everything from Orange is the New Black through to, um, when did I first see Natasha Leon? She was in a little film that I saw very early on where she plays a sibling. Anyway, I forget, I need to IMDb her and see exactly which thing I'm referring to. Oh, she's in um, uh, the But I'm a Cheerleader. She's also one of those out lesbian actresses, actors, whatever, um, who made made a career in in lesbian roles and it's just it's so fantastic to see like the, the the era of the closet is well and truly over and the era of performing knowing that it's just a performance seems to be upon us and I think it's a really interesting time to be uh, a human being presenting your you know feelings about yourself and your body in your wider context I so I watched The Intervention. It's also a really, really fantastic film about uh, alcohol, our relationship with alcohol, our relationship to therapy, our relationship to our habits and commitment. Um, really lovely sort of ensemble, uh, almost um, stage. Uh, it's like a play. It's, you, couldn't, you could really easily conceive of it as a play. It doesn't have a lot of um, sets. It's got it's one of those lovely character pieces and um, I think Clea Duvall's done a fantastic job. My only criticism would actually be where uh, the music selection was regard regards the music selection. It wasn't great and the original music wasn't anything to write home about either. But um, that said, it's a very small 
component of this particular film and it, it doesn't it doesn't outweigh the good so highly recommend um, watching that with a glass of wine maybe on your own and uh, or maybe without a glass of wine after you've seen the film uh, but yeah the intervention very good um, I did actually manage to read a little bit more of my book Sane New World by Ruby Wax um, not a whole lot unfortunately but I did read a, another chapter that's a really really good book I'm enjoying that um, music wise both of my new cure CDs arrived in the post so I've now got disintegration and head on the door and it's been fantastic to listen to plain song and um, pictures of you and yeah really really great I'm so excited that I've got them and it sort of reminded me of what the whole library project was for me about I want to own everything that I like in terms of music. I want a copy on my shelf of every song that I've ever loved. And for me, that's a lot of songs. But, you know, I've already got a pretty good start. And I'm kind of insular with the way that I listen to music. Like, I don't really listen to a whole lot of new stuff regularly. It, it, I don't... Um, I listen to, I'm listening to a lot more radio, though, these days, which is interesting. Um, I, since subscribing to PBS, I feel a lot less guilty switching over to PBS. Um, I enjoy a lot of the programming. I've really gotten to appreciate what an extraordinary resource we have in um, uh, breaking and entering on Triple R. Simon Winkler and Lauren Taylor, I think her name is, do such an amazing job of presenting new music from across the world. And also, they mentioned that there was some new music by the guy who's behind Caribou. And I forget the name of the project, but I must um, track it down because it sounded like hugely exciting. Um, new music from Caribou is always pretty exciting so um yeah so I reckon that's probably it for the choose cast but I did want to finish off with uh, the uh, the instigation for this this uh, particular episode and I'm going to give it this title because uh, I was just listening to the radio and uh there was this they were talking about um uh I think they're talking about the Murray Darling Basin episode of Four Corners which has just aired and, and sent huge shockwaves through as it should it's it's a huge story it's really important it's a um it's a travesty that a big business has been allowed to siphon off publicly funded water supply that's meant to um protect communities like just basically that's true um, but there was this great, there was this guy on the radio saying that the way I want the algorithm needs to be updated, the algorithm needs to be changed. And I'm thinking that is, there you have it. There's the rallying cry for um, digital politics. The algorithm needs to be changed. So that's going to be the title of the cast for this week. The algorithm must be changed. And I will leave you with that thought and take care of yourself. And thanks for listening. And I will see you next Tuesday.